1: He is the adventure capitalist and elusive market legend who actually lives right here in Singapore. Jim Rogers has amassed a whopping 4,200% return in the market over just... 10 years in the seventies and eighties, he co-founded a fund with George Soros, which identified and exploited overlook opportunities to great success. He helps us make sense of the volatility today. We are thrilled to welcome for a second time to money and me, the Indiana Jones of finance himself, Jim Rogers. How are you, Jim? How are all these lockdowns affecting you? Are you feeling it? Well,
0: first, Michelle, I'm delighted to be here again. It was great fun last time. I hope it is this time. Uh, how am I? Of course, I feel it. Look out the window. Everybody feels <laughs> it, whether you're in the market or not. The world is very different today.
1: It is indeed. So much has changed since we spoke to you just a month ago. There are now more than 1.2 million documented COVID-19 cases. Nearly 70,000 people have died and one out of every three people worldwide is under some form of lockdown. Now here in Singapore, the circuit breaker just went into effect and the government has announced two supplementary budgets totaling more than $60 in the past two weeks. Jim, from where you sit, what is your overall impression of how the world governments and central banks are addressing this pandemic
0: well i usually have very little confidence in most governments because they make more mistakes than they make uh, successes so they're all spending huge amounts of money they're printing huge amounts of money in america they all want to get elected there's an election in november Uh, i feel sorry for young people in america uh, because this is not going to be good in the long run. You know, Michelle, the, the cure can be worse than the disease. And any young person in America, and I'm going to use America since it's neutral in this conversation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not good.
1: So you see, what, what are the the long-term effects of all this QE, Jim?
0: Well, I mean, America is already the largest debtor nation in the history of the world. And now we're adding staggering amounts more, Mm -hmm. plus the central bank. American central bank increased its balance sheet by five times, 500 percent in the 10 years before this. And now they're going to double it again. So that means eight or nine hundred percent in a 12 year period. Michelle, this has never happened in recorded history. This sort of thing is normally would have been considered absurd and impossible even 20 years ago. But it's happening. I'm sitting here watching it. You're sitting here watching it. We can hear it on the radio.
1: Absolutely. A lot of people are listening in because it's you, Jim, and they want to know what you think. So let's drill down on America. U.S. President Donald Trump told Americans the week ahead will be the toughest yet for the U.S. in terms of COVID-19 cases. His Surgeon General went on TV to say the spike in deaths will be a Pearl Harbor and 9-11 moment but an icon of business Bill Gates told Fox News that while the pandemic is a nightmare scenario he thinks the death toll will be less than many fear. What do you think?
0: Well of those three, I would side with Bill Gates, yes, because, you know, the the numbers are already under control in many parts of the world. And even where they're not under control yet, they haven't been disastrous. I mean, it's nothing like the 1918 uh, flu or some of the other epidemics we've had in history yet. Yeah, now, it's horrible, Michelle, don't get me wrong, mm. especially if you're one of the people who gets it or who dies. But the numbers are not nearly as frightening is some of the previous things we've had. So between those three, I would certainly side with Gates. But I mean, I don't know. I have to listen to you to find out.
1: We're all listening to you as well. (laughs) That's a closed loop. Closer to home, Jim, there's an impression that China is on the right side of the curve now, that it has the outbreak under control. And we know that shops and factories are starting to reopen in China. Jim, do you think China's turned the corner? And if so, have you started shopping around for Chinese shares?
0: I bought some Chinese shares yesterday, as a matter of fact. And, yes, I'm in the process of looking. Have they turned the corner? I mean, they say they have. The indications are they're opening factories, they're opening shops again. So it it sounds as though they have. Uh, We will find out in three or four months. These things can always come back. But it it certainly sounds as though Asia has done a much better job of dealing with this than the West. You look at Korea, you look at China, Mm -hmm. Singapore. Taiwan, we seem to have done a much better job here than they have.
1: So you've been shopping, Jim. Can you share which sectors or companies in China you think present good value now?
0: Well, what I bought recently was a transportation company, in a shipping company in Russia, and a wine, comp- a couple of wine companies in China. But I'm not going to give you a name, Michelle, because I'm still buying. You're a good <laughs> reporter, but I'm still buying. <laughs>
1: I had to try. All right. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is proposing a month-long state of emergency in seven prefectures of Japan, including Tokyo and Osaka. And while the Nikkei rallied a bit yesterday, Jim, it's down more than 20% since the start of the year. I understand that you're considering investing in Japanese stocks. Why is that?
0: Well, you just said it. And the Japanese stock market is down a lot. Uh, Actually, the Japanese stock market is down 60%, 60% from its all-time high. Now they're spending huge amounts of money to try to get the markets up. Uh, It's not good for Japan. Again, back to young people in Japan. Oh, my gosh, you should move. Pack up and move to Singapore or someplace. But uh, it certainly might well make the market go up for a Mm -hmm. while.
1: Warren Buffett, the sage of Omaha, his Berkshire Hathaway has sold off more than 300 million U.S. dollars worth of shares in Delta Airlines. He's also divested about 4% of his stake in another U.S. carrier, Southwest Airlines. Jim, is it time to dump American aviation stocks?
0: Well, I don't own any, so it's hard for me to answer. If anything, I would be looking to buy Asian aviation stocks. I am looking to buy Asian airlines and travel companies and airports, uh, because, you know, this is where it started. We were hit the worst. Our our transportation companies have been decimated. So there may well be good bargains. Now, I am looking. I am looking at some Asian airlines as we speak.
1: All right. Now, when we spoke in March, you said that you expected this downturn to be the worst crisis of your lifetime. And the markets have definitely taken a big hit since then. Do you think that we've seen the worst of it, Jim, or is there still more significant downside to come?
0: Oh, it was such a gigantic collapse, so fast, so deep uh, that normally and if you look at some of the sentiment indicators, you will see there's something in the U.S. called the VIX, V-I-X. Which measures cinema is the highest in recorded history. So the cinema was horrible. Normally, when that happens, it's time for a rebound. When everybody's on one side of the boat, you should go to the other side of the boat. So that's what's happening uh, worldwide. I would expect it to continue a while. But Michelle, this is not over. Uh, you know, we're going to have the nice rally, but there's been huge damage done to many companies. Debt has skyrocketed everywhere. Later, we're going to have more economic damage and interest rates are going to go higher uh, eventually. And none of this is good for the world economy or good for the, long, for the next two or three years I- anywhere.
1: We're all guessing at this stage. And we know that economists and pundits are debating what a recovery might look like, how quickly it could come. Uh, will the recovery be V-shaped really quick or perhaps L-shaped really slow? What do you think, Jim?
0: Well, I don't know. If you're, if you're talking about a stock market, there will be a V-shape for a while and then a W-shape or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I would suspect that more likely the economies, which are different from stock markets and different from markets, the economies are going to take longer. So let's say an L. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe a W, an L then and
1: all right, then I want to zoom out a bit on behalf of our listeners and ask you a big picture question Jim people want to invest like Jim Rogers so where should they start?
0: well they sh- they shouldn't uh, Michelle. they should <laughs> they should only invest in what they know okay, if they want to invest like me, I'll tell you what what you should do. everybody wants a hot tip but I, first I will tell you hot tips will send you to the poorhouse people if they want to be successful should only invest in what they themselves know a lot about. Don't listen to me. Maybe they can listen to Michelle, but they should not listen to most people. <laughs> only only invest in what you yourself know a lot about. Nearly every time I invest on somebody else's advice, I have lost money. So I have learned the hard way to only invest in what I myself know a lot about.
1: All right. I have a couple of quick fire questions for you now, Jim. I hope you're game. How much of your portfolio is currently in equities?
0: Not much. Not very much. Uh, I, I own a lot of U.S. dollars, not because the U.S. dollars are a sound currency, but because in times of turmoil, people look for a safe haven, and people think, for historic reasons, that the U.S. dollars are a sound currency. So I own a lot. You know, it's gonna get overpriced, it might even turn into a bubble. Uh I hope if it does, I'm smart enough to sell. What listen to Money FM, that's where you'll find out.
1: <laughs> what percentage of your portfolio would you say is in cash, Jim?
0: Oh, I don't know. Michelle, I don't have a committee I have to answer <laughs> to. Do. I don't sit around every <laughs> every week, every month, every day saying, Oh my gosh, how much is cash? How much is in Russia? How much is in America? No, I I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot, a lot of cash. I just tell you I have a lot of U.S. dollars, uh, but I have no idea.
1: What is the most unusual?
0: I don't, want, I don't want to waste my time figuring it out.
1: All right, Jim. What is the most unusual investment that you've ever made?
0: Well, I will tell you for uh, decades, I never, ever wanted to have children. I felt sorry for people <laughs> to have children. I will tell you, Michelle, my daughters are the best. Maybe it's unusual, but I never, ever, ever thought I should have children. Boy, was I wrong. These two little girls are the best investment I've ever made.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So while we are still in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis, many people are starting to wonder what life is going to look like once we're through. Will there be a new normal? And if so, how will it differ from life before the crisis? We'd love your take, Jim. What do you think?
0: We're all certainly going to be more uh, careful about who we we deal with. Uh, But more important, we're all going to be very, very skeptical of debt. A lot of people are going to be destroyed by debt during this downturn. It happens many times in history, but this time it's going to be worse because there's so much debt. So you're going to see a lot more aversion to debt around the world, and people are going to be a lot more careful about the people they have relations with uh, commercial relations as well as, uh, Human relations.
1: Indeed. Well, lovely talking to you. Stay well, Jim, and thank you so much for joining us. It's
0: my delight, Michelle. Thank you.
1: The legend himself, Jim Rogers, there.
0: Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg